Locker Room Talk with DC and JB, presented by To Each Their Own Sports. How do you see it? All right, all right, all right. Stop clapping. Put your hands down. We got to get to business today, ladies and gentlemen. Today we are going over the WBC in our third mini episode. And what I really want to highlight, obviously, being from the United States, I want to highlight USA and the other teams that I think have a chance to take USA down, the reigning champions back to 2017 was the last WBC, the iconic Adam Jones robbed home run. Um, he was the one robbing it, rather, off Manny Machado in San Diego, actually. Super cool. I just remember watching the WBC. I was a freshman in college playing baseball, just watching that. It was it was just, like, electric, man. It was, it was so fun to watch. The United States is playing against Great Britain tomorrow night at 9 o'clock Eastern time on Fox. And I'm really excited to watch this. The USA's got a loaded team. The only thing you could argue is maybe they're pitching. Um, and that's the argument that I that I commonly hear when I talk about the WBC, uh, just amongst baseball friends. Adam Wainwright's going to start game one. Obviously, that's awesome. He's a guy. I mean, he's just going to go in there, throw strikes with an 87, 88-mile-an-hour sinker at 6'7", 230. And he's going to throw strikes. He's going to give you that big loopy but nasty curveball. They got some good guys out of the pen. Kendall Graveman had a really good year last year. David Bednar is, you know, finally on a team that's good. So maybe he's going to pitch better, you know, a little more at stake here. Lance Lynn has always been a, a solid pitcher in the big leagues. Merrill Kelly is serviceable. Nick Martinez, uh, Miles Michaelis. Adovino's in here, Presley from Houston, Ryan Presley, uh, the closer over there in Houston, Brady Singer, a good young pitcher, Devin Williams. So, you know, definitely not like the top tier. You know, you'd like to be able to see in a perfect world DeGrom, Cole, Scherzer, Verlander. I mean, now you're talking about a really good chance to win this thing, if not, you know, the absolute favorite. But it is what it is. We don't have those guys on our team, but I actually think this team, from the from a pitching perspective, is maybe a little better than you'd think. Uh, dating back to 2017, there wasn't really anybody on that roster, pitching-wise, that was amazing. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Marcus Stroman was – granted, he was a little better in 17 than he is now, but I think Marcus Stroman was one of the top dogs on in that rotation for the WBC, and he pitched really good. If if my memory serves me correctly, I think he had a no hitter for a portion of the game, like a decent portion portion of the game. If not a no hitter, a really really good performance late in the WBC. So I would look for some of these guys that you know maybe playing a bad team like a Merrill Kelly or a David Bednar, even a Daniel Bard who's on Colorado who's supposed to be in the closing role this year. Look for these guys to to maybe step it up a notch. What like this is you know, maybe their World Series this year because if you're, you know, if 
if you're David Bednar, unless you get traded, you, you're not going to be playing for much in Pittsburgh this year. So um, that's no knock to the Pirates. It is what it is. Let's go over the position players for the U.S. because this is where it gets scary. This is where it gets really scary. At catcher, they have Agashioka. Um, and I mean scary good. And Agashioka is probably not the best name to lead off with there um, if we're talking about scary. But just stay with me because then it's JT Real Muto and Will Smith behind the dish. So, I mean, choose choose your, you know, pick your poison, so to speak. Either one is going to give you a great game behind the plate and at the plate. So, I, I mean, catcher, boom, check it off. You got two really good guys on both sides of the ball. That's going to bode well for the USA. Infielders, it goes like this. Pete Alonzo playing first. Um, You got Tim Anderson in there. You got Arenado. You got Goldschmidt. Um, You got Trey Turner, Bobby Witt Jr. I mean, I don't know how they plan to configure this. It's kind of interesting. I don't know. I mean, you got a you got a DH, but so you, you'd have to assume Pete Alonso and, and Paul Goldschmidt are in the lineup day one. You have to assume that, right? And I'm I'm almost I don't think they should do this, but I'm almost assuming Trey Turner is going to play short and Bobby Witt is going to play second. Um, because Arenado has to play third. He's one of the best ones in the league, if not the best. Bobby Wood's not going to scoot over the third. He's going to play second or short, and Trey Turner is definitely playing short. But I like Tim Anderson better than Bobby Witt for sure. I mean, Bobby Witt can serve as like a, a pinch runner or a, a late uh, replacement in the game or something like that because he's super fast. But to, if we're talking about like who, who do I want up late in the game, I want Tim Anderson up because you know he's going to barrel the ball. He's going to have a good at bat. Puts the ball in play. That's that's what you're in a tournament. You know, you're talking five, six games. I want Tim Anderson. Uh, so hopefully they put him at second base, but that remains to be seen. Another guy they have playing second base in, in practice, what I've seen, just some like random videos, is Mookie Betts, a guy that came up as a second baseman and kind of shifted out to the outfield. I doubt I can't imagine he's gonna play second. That would be ridiculous considering the uh conversation we just had up there. So to continue with their with their outfielders, you got Jeff McNeil, who can also play second base. Uh, Cedric Mullins, Kyle Schwarber, Mike Trout. Thank God, Mike Trout's in this. I like. I am so excited. This is this is like the equivalent of LeBron James doing the dunk contest. Like I, if you asked me before the rosters came out if Trout was going to do this, I'd say no shot. Um, and Kyle Tucker's the last guy, FYI, but. And, and that's no knock on Tucker. I'm going to advance pretty quick, go back to Trout, but and Tucker's a fantastic young left-handed hitter. Um, Mike Trout being in this is is just next level. He's, he's playing in important games for the first time in a long time, uh, dating back to basically 2012, and I guess you could factor in the end of last year because actually not even. They weren't even that close, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Mike Trout being in this tournament is awesome for Americans. He is he is just obviously one of the most talented players in the MLB. He puts it all together. He plays defense. He doesn't really run that much anymore, but 
Talk about a guy that's going to hit 300 this year with 45, 50 home runs. If he plays the amount of games he should, that being 140 ish games. Um, so I'm guys, I mean, this roster is loaded. I'm super excited to see. I'm excited to see Wayno toe the rubber uh, tomorrow night. I'm interested to see what the what their roster lineup configuration looks like, and that's going to come down to to Mark DeRosa and crew. Uh, dude, Dero, just watching uh, MLB Network all the time, watching um, you know their morning show. There, um, I'm drawing a blank on the name of it. It's been a while, but Mark DeRosa is a absolute beast love the guy just listening to him talk about baseball is so fun i i tune in every morning um you know at 10 o'clock when that show comes on it's super fun to watch um super good detail like when they dive into hitting explanations and stuff like i'm glued to the tv so super cool to see that he's the manager of the squad and then you got a bunch of really good guys on the bench for hitting coaches, whatever, pitching coaches. So I'm going to go down the list, just just top to bottom here. So obviously DeRosa is the manager. Uh, Jerry Manuel, who I'm not too familiar with, is a bench coach. Brian McCann, ex-big leaguer catcher, is a, is a bench coach on this team. Ken Griffey Jr. is the hitting coach, so my lord. We better be hitting backside bombs, Griff. Um, Andy Pettit is the pitching coach. Can't go wrong there. Lou Collier is the first base coach. Uh, not too familiar. Dino Abel, that name rings a bell. He's, uh, oh, <laughs> that name rings a bell. Jesus. Third base coach, Dino Abel. That's ringing a bell. Um, Dave Rigetti, not really sure who he is. Bullpen coach. Uh, Michael Young is the batting practice pitcher. Nice job, Michael Young. Michael Young's awesome. I believe he was the first home run I ever saw in a in a live baseball game, so that was cool. Um, and then Carlos Munoz is the bullpen catcher. So that's cool. Uh, but, yeah, super loaded team. Really excited to watch this team go this year. Um, and let's move on to some other teams. But I – just just like off the cuff, I think USA is going to win. I think their their team is loaded. I think they have a bunch of polished big leaguers um that that you know for the most part can can win baseball games in in a numerous in numerous ways. So, that's super exciting to uh to watch and, and like what I mean by established big leaguers and stuff like you look at some of these other rosters in terms of like the pitching staff like you might not think like you have a bunch of like studs at pitching but they're all mostly like solidified big leaguers you go down the line Daniel Bard Bednar Kyle Freeland Kendall Graveman Merrill Kelly Lance Lynn Miles Michaelis Adovino Presley Singer Wainwright Williams like those guys, albeit not the best pitchers in the big leagues, are all relatively polished big leaguers. So that goes a long way. When you look at some of these other rosters, you're just not seeing the the mass of polished big leaguers. Not that these guys aren't good players, but they're just not, you know, they're not playing at the big league level, uh, most of these guys. So, you know, there's a lot of guys that are f- still in the, whether whether it's the DR, Venezuela, or whatever. There's not too many polished big leaguers. I'd, I'd say the only other team that's 
you know, relatively close, if not on par with America is the DR and we'll get to their team uh, relatively soon. So let's go through Venezuela quick. Um, Jose Alvarado's big leaguer, Julius Chasen, Chasen, excuse me, is, um, I don't know if he's still in the big leagues, but he, he is he pitching? Yeah, he's pitching for Colorado. He got hurt last year. He only threw, uh, what is it, 47 innings and 64 the year before that. So he's kind of on his way out. But at one point was a decent pitcher, I'd say. He wasn't bad. Uh, you got Luis Garcia from Houston, who's on Team Venezuela. Darwin's and Hernandez, who's not a bad lefty for Baltimore. Um, Pablo Lopez, who's definitely a solid pitcher. I got traded over to Minnesota this offseason. Jesus Lazardo, uh, he's definitely really good. I thought he was, I thought he was Team Mexico for some reason. I don't know why. Um, Martin Perez who had a really good low-key season last year. We've talked about him on this podcast before. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, solid player. Um, and Ranger Suarez, who kind of jumped on the scene last year for Philadelphia. So not a bad rotation. And, and obviously that wasn't everybody, but those are those are all the guys that are in the big leagues uh, for the most part that are on their team. You know, guys that I personally recognize. Um, at catcher, they got Robinson Chirinos, Omar Narvaez, and Salvador Perez. So definitely a solid um, option back there for them. You know, Chirinos and Narvaez, two guys that are exceptional behind the plate. And then you got Salvi, who can just knock it out of the park whenever he wants. Infielders look like this. You got Altuve. Obviously, he's going to be playing second. Uh, Luis Arise. Interesting to see where he will play. I'm assuming first base. He definitely plays some first. Um, you got Eduardo Escobar is probably going to play some third. Uh, Andres Jimenez probably plays shortstop. He's usually at second over there in Cleveland, but I'd assume he plays short considering because Luis Renjifo is the other guy who's on Anaheim um, or uh, the Angels rather. Um, he plays short for them, so I I don't see him playing over Jimenez, uh, at least to start. Then you got Eugenio Suarez and Glaber Torres. So, you know, not a bad infield for Venezuela by any means. Outfielders look like this, though. You got Ronald Acuna, uh, David Peralta, and Anthony Santander. So definitely Acuna being on this team serves a huge purpose. Uh, excited to watch him play in meaningful games right away. And that's really the cool part about the WBC, man. Like, we're getting meaningful baseball games in the middle of March. Like, that is super cool. That is what you want. I'm excited to watch this stuff. I can't wait. But this outfield configuration is pretty good. Acuna, Peralta, Santander. And then something I actually, you know, just learned today as I was doing research, Miguel Cabrera is playing in this and he's going to be their DH, maybe. You know, he's on the roster, so at 6'4", 267 now. Oh, uh, Meggie, letting it go, brother. Um, But, yeah, super cool. Watching Miguel Cabrera play again, play for his country, that's that's awesome. That's what you want to see. Uh, And they are managed by Omar Lopez. So, and I, I don't know any of the other guys that are coaching for this team, for Team Venezuela, but that's Team Venezuela right there. Let's go to Puerto Rico. So uh, we got Jose Barrios. 
uh, Alexis Diaz, who's the brother of Edwin Diaz, who's also on this team. We got uh, Jorge Lopez, who I believe is a closer for relief pitcher for Baltimore. Um, Emilio Pagan. Um, Derek Rodriguez, who's uh, Pudge Rodriguez's son. Marcus Stroman, um, interestingly enough, is playing for Puerto Rico this year. Am I I mistaken to say that Marcus Stroman played for USA? I'm like... Almost 100% he... Yeah, he played for USA in 2017. Okay. So he decided that he wanted to play for Puerto Rico this year. That's that's cool. Um, I, I do think it's cool that guys can do that. Like, uh, Lars Newtbar is playing for Japan. Like, he was born in the U.S. Like, he probably doesn't speak a link of Japanese. A lick, lick of Japanese. Um, and who else? Uh, Tommy Edmond is playing for Korea. Like, same thing. Like, I, that's really cool go there and kind of kind of get that experience and hang with a bunch of the, the guys that play over in the Korean baseball league and the Japanese bit. Like that is really cool. That's something that, you know, obviously from my perspective, born and raised in the United States, can't imagine playing for anybody else. But if you had that heritage somewhere else, that would be really, really cool to go and play and experience for sure. Um, Martin Maldonado is their catcher along with MJ Melendez, a really young prospect who's actually going to be starting in the major leagues for uh, Kansas City this year. He played a couple couple games last year and did pretty good. Uh, and then you got Christian Vasquez, who is you know, ex-Red Sox, got traded to Houston, won a World Series last year, and now he's at Minnesota. You go to the infield, you got Javi Baez, um, Edwin Diaz, I uh, don't know who that is, but it's definitely not the closer playing second. Uh, then you got Kike Hernandez, Lindor, um, and that's you know that's basically it for notable guys that are in the big leagues. I don't even know why I mentioned Edwin Diaz's clone here, but Javier Baez, Kike Hernandez, and and Frankie Lindor are manning the infield. So not not as deep as the other teams that we've mentioned so far, and that's for sure. Um, outfielders. You know, not really seeing much here. You got Eddie Rosario, and that's, you know, for, for big leaguers, that's about it. The coolest part about this team, I'd have to say, is Yadier Molina is the manager, and that's awesome. That is amazing. He's not playing. He's managing the squad. Don't be surprised if Yadi is coaching in the big leagues for a long time. Um, I would not be surprised by that whatsoever. So, yeah, that Puerto Rico team is – I'd say lacking, uh, you know, a little more talent than some of these other ones. Uh, Team Mexico, I don't necessarily think that they're in the running to to win it or or give the U.S. a, a run for their money. But I put them in here because they're playing the United States. They're in their pool, and and they have the best chance in the pool to to make a splash. So that's kind of why I wanted to to bring them up really quick. You got Luis Sessa, uh, Giovanni Gallegos. Oliver Perez, <laughs> Oliver Perez. Oh my God. Born in 1981. This guy is still kicking, huh? Good for him. Good for him. How old is he exactly? My math is not that quick. Uh, I mean, he's got to be 47 years old, right? Something like that. That is absurd. Wow. Um, Jojo Romero, I believe he, 
he's playing the big leagues. He's a U.S. born guy that's playing for Mexico. Uh, you got Patrick Sandoval, who's on uh, the Angels. You got Julio Arias, who's got to be starting game one for them. Jose Urquidy, who's on Houston. And then you got Taiwan Walker for the last big leaguer that's on this roster, USA born as well, but he's playing for Team Mexico. So super cool there. Austin Barnes is a catcher for Mexico. I was unaware of this. Obviously, USA born Austin Barnes has some Mexican heritage. That is cool. Really cool. So he's he's the the only catcher that's big league um experienced on this squad. So he's probably going to be doing most of the catching there. Um Jose Meneses, who's a, a good player. Uh he's playing in the big leagues now, I believe, with the Nationals. Um yep, with the Nationals and He's he was actually a rookie last year, pretty old rookie, uh, age thirty. So that's good for him, man. Long time coming. Uh, Isaac Paredes, who's on Tampa Bay. Uh, you got Rowdy Tellez, guys hitting bombs. Um, and Luis Urias. So th- I mean, once again, this team isn't that deep in the in the infield uh, in terms of big league talent. You know, not the the guys that. Or like an Alan Trejo, I have no idea who that guy is. But, you know, he's obviously he's on the Mexican national team, so he can't be too bad. But you're talking about, you know, as I go back to the American roster here, you go through the the infield and you got Pete Alonzo, Tim Anderson, Nolan Arnado, Paul Goldschmidt, Trey Turner, Bobby Witt Jr. The outfielders are Mookie Betts, Jeff McNeil, Cedric Mullins, Schwarber, Trout, Tucker. I mean, you're talking about a professional team here. Um, a team that's getting ready for for a big league season. I I just I don't see how how other teams stack up against that other than Dominican Republic, which we'll get into in a second here. Um, the outfielders for the Mexican national team go like this: Randy Rosarina, Jaron Duran, and Alex Verdugo. Three guys that are established big leaguers. Uh, well. Verdugo and Rosarena, Duran not so much an established big leaguer yet, uh, but should get a chance here in Boston this year. Um, I don't see why not. He's had some flashes of excellence. Um, you know, last year he hit 221, like I said, flashes, uh, 204 at bat. So, you know, obviously not consistent time for him. And, you know, Boston should be in a slight rebuilding year this year. I, I actually think they're a little more talented than people give him credit for, but. Uh, yeah, it goes like that. Oh, Rose Arena, Duran, and Verdugo. I, I was actually kind of surprised that Rose Arena is on the Mexican national team. He's he's Cuban born. He was born in Havana, Cuba. So I'm I'm interested as to why he is playing for the Mexican national team. Um, but probably has Mexican heritage, and that once again, that's cool, man. Go go and uh, experience everything you can. And then uh, their manager is Benji Gill, who I am not familiar with. Uh, Vinny Castilla, who was an awesome baseball player back in the day. I mean, man, what did he play in the 90s? Vinny Castilla. So, yeah, that's cool. Bench coach. Nobody else I I recognize off the top of my head here, but super cool. Um, And let's go on to the DR. So this is where this is, you know, your main contender. You know, and and I'm not going to go over the Japanese team because obviously I don't know any of those guys that are over there. I don't know much about them, but you know, they obviously have Shohei and and the Japanese league is, is a league that, you know, is 
basically right under the big leagues in terms of talent. I mean, there's always guys that are coming over from Japan and playing. And, you know, they, they basically kicked the crap out of China yesterday. They should have beat them by more. Um, they they had opportunities after opportunities, which I don't know what that says about them. But Japan is definitely a solid team, especially when they got Shohei. He's going to pitch probably at least one more time in the WBC, and that'll be in a, in a far more important game. And, you know, obviously he's going to be DHing or it may be playing outfield um, in those other games. So that's super cool. It was really cool to see him in his Japanese jersey um, and, you know, all the the fans and everything in Japan making noise, just different ball game for sure. And they do the same thing in the DR, a lot of noise, a lot of noise in the background during games. Whereas like in, in the, you know, in the big leagues, it's kind of just white noise. And you go to the DR, you go to Japan and they're playing baseball. It is like, you got like drums in the background. You got all that stuff going on. And it's like a way different experience. That's what the WBC is really cool in that regard, for sure. Uh, so you got, for the Dominican Republic roster, for their pitching staff, you got Brian Abreu at the top here. Um, real young pitcher for Houston who had a fantastic postseason last year um, and regular season. You know, 194 and 60 innings pitched out of the bullpen. I mean, this guy, is, this guy was unhittable virtually at age 24-25 um, in last year's postseason. Definitely was a big part of Houston winning. You got Sandy Alcantara. I don't know why I said it in the in an accent there, but I did. So, and it was fun. So don't you know? Don't give me any shit for it. Um, Genesis Cabrera. I mean, obviously Alcantara is unbelievable pitcher. He's going to throw you a ninety-seven mile an hour sinker, and <laughs> that's that is basically unhittable uh, unless you leave it above the belt. If that ball is down at your knees, I don't. I really don't know how you get a barrel on it. Uh, Genesis Cabrera, good left-handed pitcher in the big leagues. Diego Castillo, Rowenzi Contreras, who's in the big leagues as well. Johnny Cueto, ex-big leaguer. Actually, he might still be in the big leagues. Yes. No, he definitely is. Who's he playing for this year? He is playing for Miami. That's correct. He's playing for Miami. He's going to be like third or fourth in that rotation, which actually isn't bad for them. Uh, Camilo Duvall, who's the closer for San Francisco. Um, Jimmy Garcia, who's a older guy, 1990 born, um, definitely a, a, not a bad bullpen guy. A lot of experience in the big leagues. Christian Javier, who was virtually unhittable last year in that in that Houston rotation, um, alongside his buddy Brian Abreu. Uh, obviously, he was a starting pitcher, Javier. But yeah, Christian Javier was was fun to watch in the postseason last year. Unless we're talking about the Yankees series. Um, Rafael Montero is also on this squad, Hector Neris. Uh, so this is, a this is a, as loaded as, as the USA roster gets as well. Um, or not as well. This is the only one that stacks up in my opinion, in terms of big league, um, pr like proven guys, guys that have gone to the bit, like, like Sandy Alcantara had literally won the Cy Young in the NL last year, posted a two, two, five, um, somewhere around there. 200 innings pitched. I mean, this guy is as good as it gets in the big leagues. Uh, so this team is this team can pitch and they can certainly hit. And we'll get into that right now. Their catchers go like this: Francisco Mejia, who is a really young, good player for Tampa Bay, um, and Gary Sanchez, who you know kind of fell off the face of the earth, but it is what it is. Maybe he turns it on in in the in the WBC here. 
Let's go to the infielders. We got Willie Adamas, Jamer Condelario. You got Robinson Cano in there. You got Devers. You got Wander Franco, Manny Machado, Cattell Marte, Jeremy Pena, and Gene Segura. I mean, this team is loaded. This is this is borderline as loaded, if not more loaded, than the, the USA infield. I, I find it very difficult to say that it's better um, than the USA infield. I mean, it is close, guys. It is it is, you know, I'm putting them next to each other right now. It is borderline. You got Willie Adamas, Condelario, Cano, uh, Rafael Devers, Wander Franco, Manny Machado, Catel Marte, Jeremy Pena, Gene Segura. <laughs> wow, excuse me. You got Pete Alonzo on the American side, Tim Anderson, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Trey Turner, Bobby Wood Jr. That is that is close. That is really close. I man. That is something. This is. I really hope they play against each other because this is going to be a hell of a game if they do. Um, and then boy, you go to the you go to the outfielders: Teoscar Hernandez, Aloy Jimenez, who's a guy that's like if he can figure out how to play and stay on the field, he will hit two eighty with thirty home runs. That's how good this guy is. Julio Rodriguez and Juan Soto. I mean, sheesh. This team is loaded, guys. This team is absolutely stacked. Um, Julio Rodriguez, Juan Soto. I mean, come on. This team is loaded, guys. Absolutely loaded. Two guys that, you know, they have three guys in their outfield born in 1996, 2000, and 1998. That is actually crazy. Jeremy Pena, 1997. Wander Franco, 2001. Devers, 96. Like, sheesh. Absolutely crazy. Different breed. Um, and then Nelson Cruz is their DH. Like he can hit home runs whenever he wants. So uh they're they're managed by Rodney Linares. I'm not too familiar with him. Um not too familiar with many guys on this coaching staff, but there is no reason to believe that they're anything but like ready to go and qualified, man, because the the knowledge and expertise that that goes on in the Dominican Republic as it pertains to baseball is is big league ready man so this team is this team is stacked this team is very comparable comparable to um the USA team and this should be I really hope they face off against each other I don't know exactly how that would pan out for that to happen um but man this is going to be a fun WBC to watch. Um, I did not say who is playing when uh, for the rest of the teams, but Mexico is is debuting at 2.30 on Fox tomorrow, March 11th. That's Saturday, March 11th. Uh, Japan plays again at 5 a.m. Eastern time on FS1. Um, that is tomorrow. And let's see. We got... Venezuela, I already said they're playing Sunday. Um, that's at seven o'clock FS1, Sunday, March 12th. The Dominican Republic starts their World Baseball Classic March 13th. That is at noon Eastern on FS2. That's interesting. I wonder why it takes so long for them to get into the the action here, but 
Yeah, hey, that's uh, that's going to do it for this mini episode. It wasn't so mini, I don't think, but I really wanted to dive into that. And I think I think you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of fun if you're into baseball. You're you're into, you know, Olympic type settings. I mean, this is going to be a hell of a of a tournament, and I really hope the DR and America plays against each other because those two teams are absolutely loaded. Um, obviously, my pick is the United States to win. And they are, uh, you know, on sports books. I think they're pretty. Fi- they're heavily favored to come out of their their uh, group. I believe it's like minus four hundred. Uh, but I also looked at. I only looked on Caesars, but I couldn't find, um, you know, a bet for them to actually win the entire thing. So, if you guys did find one, just put it in the comments. I would love to know because I would like to make that that bet myself. Um, but as far as the you know the rosters go. That that's gonna do it for us today, guys. Thanks for thanks for paying attention. Thanks for listening. Um, one other thing I wanted to end this on. I've actually taken down TitoSportsMerch.com. We are not doing any promotions on here anymore. Um, for undisclosed reasons, but merchandise will not cease to exist for Tito's. I am just switching manufacturers, so we are not you know, doing it online as in the same way anymore is actually going to be located right on titosports.com. And, you know, all, all of the stuff that we have is going to be in stock. So it's not going to take as long to, to ship out. It's going to be, you know, shipped out by me personally. Um, and I wanted to make that, that change. Cause I, I just felt like I wasn't, it wasn't as good of a product as I wanted it to be for you guys. And I want it to be good. I want it to be something you guys really like. And that's what I'm trying to to get towards and make it like. So um, I really appreciate it, everybody. Thanks for the support. Thanks for listening on. And I'm really excited to watch this. So I hope you guys are too. Peace. Peace.